give up Whoa, we're gonna rise up Welcome to Rise Up, hosted by me, Steve Calm. Today, I'm so excited because we are, we are going to interview, I should say, I'm going to interview John Shiel. He is an amazing guy and he is he's an entertainment lawyer, amongst other things. He's He runs his own publishing company. He actually had a, um, one of his songs placed um, just this, just in the last few weeks. On a, on, a, on a major US show. And uh, so there's so many, he's got so much stuff to share. And and uh, we're also going to, because he's an entertainment lawyer, we're going to be also talking about how to copyright your music, your songs, and uh, copyright and protect any intellectual ideas you have. Like maybe you um, maybe you have a an idea and you need to get a patent for it. Maybe it's the next coolest gadget thing and, and you've been thinking about it and you know that that would make life better for you and for other people. And, and we need to figure out how to patent that. And he gives away so many great um, nuggets and great information on how to do that. And so I'm really excited. It's going to be amazing. And then we also talk about some of the, the hurdles that he had to overcome, some of the obstacles he had to go around and kind of figure out ways to um, uh, to get through them. And so that's going to be amazing as well. Uh, but I wanted to let you know before we get jump in is, um, you know, uh, it, it costs money to do these, and um, this one is sponsored by uh, my Patreon account. So if you go over to patreon.com forward slash Steve Column, you can become a supporter. Uh, you can buy me a coffee every month, uh, what, whatever, every little bit counts. And it it helps me to enable, um, enables me to keep doing this. And um, and so, but anyway, well, I'm really excited to dive in. So let's go. Let's uh, Let's dive in. So, so coming back to a, like a more of a legal question, what would be the best way to, um, uh, and I, I already kind of know some of the answers here, but I'm, I'm curious on your take um, being, uh, you know, um, a, a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer. See, this is your, right up your field. People always say, um, if I'm going to register my song or if I'm going to copyright my song, I can do the poor man's um, copyright, which is, you know, you you write the song down or um, you record it or something and you send it to yourself. So you post it. Pay the post. What's the best way, and what do you think of that um, that method of copywriting? So I remember when I used to believe that that was a real thing, uh, and and I remember when the myth was busted by an intellectual property professor in law school who said that is nonsense. And what you've done is you've created a rebuttable pre- piece of evidence. So you might have mailed it to yourself, and you have this sealed envelope that has a stamp on it or something, but all that does is allow you to bring that to a courtroom and say, look, I mailed this to myself. But then you have to have other ways to authenticate that. Otherwise, someone could just make an envelope, seal it, maybe make it, you know, the stamp look old. And, you know, it's it's just a piece of evidence, but it's not the affirmative like defense to copyright infringement or the the assert assertion of copyright infringement. First of all, it's really cheap to register your stuff with the U.S. Copyright Office, so there's not really any excuse to say, "Oh, well, I have to." I'm the poor man. Well, I'm I'm poor. I, I, everybody, you know, unless you're a billionaire, you're poor, right? So everybody everybody is poor. There's no poor man's copyright. The poor man's copyright, the real copyright, is just 
to go spend the money. $85 gets you the sound recording and the underlying music and lyrics for 10 songs. So it's really not that expensive when you think $8.50 could protect your song uh, for generations, really. It's, it's, it's really worth going and learning about the, re the registration process, learning how easy it is. Once you go through it once, and you could call me. I'm, I'm a music lawyer. I'm happy to walk you through it. You know, a quick call to me for free could save you tens of thousands of dollars in this business. So I, I just encourage people to don't do the poor man's copyright because it is a myth. If you have a song, you should register it. If you do register it, here's the benefits. You can sue someone for copyright infringement, which you can't even go to a federal courthouse and file the claim unless your song is registered. So yeah. you want to register your stuff. The other thing is if you discover that someone has infringed your song and you haven't registered, you're missing out on a couple of key things that can make or break the lawsuit. Number one, statutory damages. Now, when the judge, a statutory damage is set by statute, it's an amount that can range from 750 all the way up to about $150,000. I may have that number on the top end a little bit wrong, but it's, it's around there. Um, the thing is, the judge can order that if they can't quantify how much to actually give you. And that's per infringement. And the upper end of that is for willful infringement. So in the case of like Pharrell and, and Robin Thicke, not to say that they willfully infringed, but they deliberately did what they did with the master tapes and they they tried to create something that was super duper similar similar I, I think in those instances or if someone actually takes your song and puts it to a video or something and you find out that your stuff is literally deliberately being infringed upon well that's a willful infringement and so it could get you a lot of money that's not eligible to you if if you discovered the infringement and then you went and registered the copyright uh, the, other thing, the other thing, and this is huge, this is really big, is attorney's fees. So just in the Midwest, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, where the cost of living is a lot less than L.A. and New York. But someone of my experience and, and expertise in this particular area charges $350 an hour for legal services. Now, I, I try to be a little bit more flat rate and a little bit more art, artist friendly so that people don't feel like they're attaching a vacuum to their wallet and sending me all their all their pennies. But what I what I would say is most lawyers are hourly and they're a cost and they're a significant cost. Now, if you look at like the Johnny Depp case, the young woman who was representing him so well in that case was upwards of $800 to $1,000 an hour. That's a lot of money. And if you're going to sue someone, you want to know that you might get some of that money back. Well, if you wait to discover the infringement and then you register your songs, you can't ask the court to order attorney's fees. And that can make or break you because all litigation is is just a very expensive form of negotiation. And if you go to someone and say, stop infringing, and they say, no, we don't want to. And you say, well, I'm going to have to sue you. Well, if you haven't registered, now you've got to go register in order to file the claim in the federal court. And you can't get statutory damages and you can't ask for attorney's fees. All you can do is sue for the net profits that they're making off of your work, which could be a, a minimal amount compared to the gross amount and the statutory damages and the attorney's fees. I mean, just to get a copyright infringement case like the Ed Sheeran case into court, hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent to get it to that point, wow. both in the defense and the prosecution of that civil litigation. 
So, and because they couldn't negotiate a, a way out of it, and Ed said, no, I did not infringe. I'm going to hold the line. I'm not going to negotiate. I'm not going to mediate this away. I'm going to take it to the end because I, as a songwriter, my reputation, everything is bound up in, you know, he created that song and he probably justifiably felt every songwriter feels this way. I wrote a song that has a common chord progression and it just happens to be similar to somebody else's. There's hundreds of songs with similar chord progressions and he held the line, but his team spent a lot of money defending that. And so did the other side. So if you can't ask the other side, the losing side in an infringement case to pay you for the costs you've expended, you might not even sue. You might just walk away or you might get a couple of grand here or there. And, and then it's, it's the old saying is the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's too hard to get the the litigation to that to cross the finish line. Wow! So that's yeah. where it, really eighty five dollars for ten songs in the same grouping of author eight dollars and fifty cents per song. It's just that is the real poor man's copyright. That's the every man's copyright, rich and poor. So. Yeah. Wow that that's absolutely amazing. And so um, I'm curious how that works for somebody who. Um, uh, is in maybe you've got an idea, maybe a pattern or something, and you're like, "Hey, I've got this really cool idea," and you know, many people, I'm sure, many viewers have have this idea, and they talk to their friend about it or something, or family member or something at Thanksgiving or whatever, and then lo and behold, like you know, six months or a year later or two years later, there's something pops up on the market, and they're like, "I I thought about that, you know," but they didn't do anything about it. But how does somebody, um, if you've got an idea, you know, um, you know, many viewers right now or uh, listeners or um, you know, have all these ingenious ideas. How would how would they, or what would be a smart way to cover themselves so that they actually could cover that idea, or or even just be the first one in with that idea? Well, so there are four types of intellectual property that are legally protectable here in the United States. One of them, as we discussed, is copyright. The other one would be trademark, which would be essentially a trademark or service mark would be for goods or services. And it's a mark of distinction. It's your brand. It's a protecting of the logo or the name or a phrase, something that identifies your your commerce, your business in in some way. Think of it as a brand or like the Nike swoosh. You don't buy shoes with that on it thinking you're getting a crap shoe. You, you think a $200 Air Jordan with you know, all the, all the colors you like. And so that's really, it's like the good housekeeping seal of approval or the Nike swoosh or the name Kleenex or, or Google. It's a Google brand search engine. It's a Kleenex uh, brand facial tissue. So it, those are legally protectable brands. That's a trademark or service mark. And then uh, we have uh, patents and we have trade secrets. Now uh, I'll Go to the trade secret first because we're going to talk a little bit more about patents but trade secret is really like a secret recipe or a secret sauce or a way of doing something or even your lyrics before they're copyrighted and your your uh or maybe your idea for a stage production before it's fully developed um, those are legally protectable as long as you keep them secret. So if you think about uh, Sir Ian McKellen as Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings, and he said to Frodo, keep it secret, keep it safe. Well, that's the advice for everyone. If you have something that's precious, like the One Ring, then keep it secret, keep it safe, and your trade secret is legally protectable. Uh, so a good example is the recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken. A few years ago, uh, a book from the library of Colonel Harlan Sanders was, was sold at auction. And in it was a note card that had 
the recipe with 11 herbs and spices on it. And it was kept hidden in this book for many years. So that secret recipe was like protected by the family for, for years. Now, you know, they, they say, oh, that's, we've changed the formula. It's super secret. Um, that, that was the old recipe, you know, because they were trying to keep their intellectual property protected. The mm -hmm. same thing with Coca-Cola. They have the recipe, the formula is known by like two employees and they don't know who the, each other are and they have to pick successors. And it's like the, the recipe that's on a card in their museum is the old recipe and they've got new formulations mm -hmm. that they're continuously protected. Now with patent, patent can be a very expensive process and not every lawyer can do patent work because you have to sit for another bar exam called the patent bar. And you have to have a certain amount of science in your background before you can even sit for that. You also have to be a lawyer and have gone to law school and passed a, a state bar. So it is something that's a very specialized uh, area of, of knowledge, but it's for designing new scientific process or new mechanical devices. Um, anything that is, like you said, a new idea, something that's, um, that's, that's a new invention. You know, that's sort of the typical thing is people think, well, you know, I'm, I'm playing guitar and if we're thinking of like guitars. Eddie Van Halen has a couple of patents. Um, the D-Tuna, it's like a little lever that detunes the guitar to a drop D. Those are inventions that are patentable. And you might, as a viewer, be watching this thinking, I've got this great idea for something. Well, the first thing to do is to keep it secret, keep it safe, and then do some research, figure out if someone else has something like it out there. And that doesn't have to be the, the end all uh, stopper of your, your idea. You can actually check the US patent, US patent and trademark office has a great website with a lot of searchable information. And you can find out maybe someone else already has a patent that's similar, but you've improved upon it. And what you get with that patent, if you file it, you talk to a patent attorney and they go ahead and file it, it's a little bit like playing chess by mail. So I would encourage you to talk to a patent attorney, but it's like you saying, I want to protect this, this whole thing. And they say, no, no, you can only protect this thing. And then you go back and forth until somewhere in the middle, you, you can protect this amount of knowledge. And this advancement is then yours protected for about 16 years. Uh, it usually takes about two to get the, the patent to, to the market and get yourself the patent. So uh, I would say that you get about 14 years, but that's yours then. So you can then monetize that in whatever way you want for that, that period of time. And then it falls into what's called the public domain. And then you'll see like your brand, you'll evolve your brand name like Tylenol, and then you'll see generic acetaminophen on the market mm -hmm. uh, where someone could create a similar product. Uh, but, you know, the Floyd Rose Tremolo system, there's probably plenty of similar things, but there is only one brand, Floyd Rose, that's still in use. Uh, but other people have tremolos. So it, it's something that you can then monetize for a period of time. Now, I, I do want to mention, I didn't really say this about trademark and trademark and copyright have a similar function in that when you're in commerce, your brand has some legal protections like copyright when it's set in fixed form there is a magical protection around it you just have to go register and with a trademark if you have a brand name or a slogan or something it's yours if you're using it in commerce but then if you want to be presumed to be the first one to use it and then you want to have that legally protected and you you're going to go be willing to police the mark and and tell people that they can't use it well then you have to go register 
but it is yours if you're using it in commerce. So it's a it's it's a rebuttable presumption when you register that you're the first person to do it. And I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit into the weeds, but the four types, again, intellectual property, copyright, trademark, trade secret, and patent. And they're really um, ways that you can monetize your ideas and your creative output. So I would encourage you, if you have an idea like that, talk to a lawyer. Many will do free consultations and just see whether or not you can protect it and turn it into a business. That's the nature of this company or this country. You know, we yeah. thrive on our creativity. So go out and do it. <laughs> That's great. That's really cool. And what would, um, I know that uh, it might be hard to kind of get a price of, because every every patent attorney would be different or anything, but for somebody, if they're, you know, drive along in their car right now and they're like, I know I've got this idea. I know exactly I, I, what it is. So what would, what would be, basically you could throw out a number and say, well, if you're really serious about it, this is a basic amount. It's going to cost you at least even just start the process or even, you know, we're talking to thousands, tens of thousands. <laughs> what a- I would say that that a really broad estimate would be somewhere upwards of $10,000 to $20,000. I mean, I, I think the last time I had someone who came to me and I referred to a buddy of mine from law school, it was about $14,000 to get the, the patent. Now, could be less, could be more. Uh, it just depends on how long it takes to get the patent and how detailed it is. But um, it's worth investigating. It's worth talking to a patent lawyer. They're used to it. Believe me, at every every cocktail party with a bunch of lawyers, if I talk to a patent guy, I always say like, how often do they come to you with these hairbrand ideas and you have to kind of talk them off the ledge or you know, tell them they got to really invest, they're, put some skin in the game. Um, and, and it's like, uh, all the time, hundred percent of the time. So they're so used to it. They will take your call. They'll talk to you. I mean, make friends with them, you know, buy them, buy them a lunch and they'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, and if you're really serious, then get a loan, get some friends together, get some investors, put a little investor agreement together and, and invest. I mean, as you and I were talking offline, the people who put skin in the game end up with a lot of rewards and, and it really means something to you. It becomes really personal when you do put the money in. So don't be scared of that. There's there's millions of people in the world and there's a tribe of people who love you and support you. You might not have met them all yet, but they're out there and they want to buy your magazine, subscribe to your podcast. They want They want to be a part of your world. So let them. Absolutely. I love it. That's so cool. That's that's awesome. So, so taking a bit of a um a kind of a side step or a back step, I guess, um to <laughs> to the amount of information, the gold nuggets that you're kind of dropping here of um, you know, uh, protecting yourself and everything. But did you find you um as you were coming up and as you're kind of like going through, what kind of obstacles, you know, I love to kind of talk about the underdog story or or you know this this podcast called rise up you know rise up from your circumstances or rise up or overcome whatever you're whatever you've had in your way is there anything that you've had to uh you know really kind of overcome uh to get to even to go through law law school like um you said you did it at night holding it down a job as well there's there's got to be so many times and i know many of our listeners and viewers um you know they're 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 working a job they don't like or they're uh, they're struggling they're trying to reach their dreams they're they're trying to overcome whatever is in their way and so what are some of the things that you had to kind of overcome to uh, to get to where you are now?
Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much, John. Um, you you dropped some great nuggets and some. I'm I'm learning so much already, and it's uh it's really really cool. So thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, and sh- and sharing sharing your uh, information there. And and um and uh, I want to let everybody know uh, again that this podcast and this interview is brought to you or sponsored by uh, my Patreon account. So if you head over to Patreon.com forward slash Steve column. There you can sign up and you can register and you can um, you can become a supporter and you can, for as little as, uh, you know, uh, a cup of coffee a month, you know, it, every little bit helps and it, it helps me to keep going and it gives me an opportunity to um, give my um, give my son who is stillborn um, a voice, you know, of sharing um, amazing stories, inspirational stories, motivational messages and, and lessons. And uh, and hopefully um, you'll head. Hopefully this will inspire you to reach your dreams and and go to your next level and do the next thing that you need to do in order to get um, to get to your next level to get to your dreams. Because uh, I always say this, but uh, your dreams uh, didn't give up on you. They're always going to be there. They're always popping up, saying, "Wouldn't that be good?" Or imagine that. And so don't give up on your dreams. You 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 do the work. It's going to take work. And so. Anyway, so again, thanks for watching and I will see you in the next one. Whoa, we're gonna rise up. Whoa, not gonna give up. Whoa, we're gonna